Nightlight. Written and read by Adam Nichol. I never liked to sleep in the dark. It was an almost nightly terror that I would awaken one night to find myself lost in the inky blackness, with no nightlight to anchor me to the real world. I ended up, when I was young, making a deal with my mother to let me fall asleep with the nightlight, as long as I never went into my parents' room and woke them if I had woken. This promise had been broken many, many times before I finally relented and grew accustomed to waking in the small hours, feeling alone, desperately fighting off the waves of panic that gripped me to the bed as I struggled inch by torturous inch to turn the nightlight back on. Sometimes, if I woke in the night, I thought I saw figures moving in the gloom that disappeared like mist when I turned the light on, or voices that faded when the dark was dispelled. Once, I am sure, I remember the sensation of a hand creeping its way across the small of my back, and a garbled sound that could well have been a voice. I remember the time I woke up on my parents' floor. They were not best pleased by this when I roused them, and were further angered by the fact they could not in any way find a lamp to turn the light on or the bedside table the lamp should have been on, or for that matter the door or the windows. They assumed this had just been down to tiredness when they finally threw the lamp across the room in frustration, and I was sent back to my room amidst much shouts. These nights continued well into my childhood. Once, when I was about the age of eleven, I awoke to find that not only my usual furnishings and fittings of the room had vanished, but so had the bed I was lying on. It's difficult to explain how I could be lying on something that was no longer there, but there you go. The only thing that ever appeared to stop the strangeness that I, and to a lesser extent my family, had become so accustomed to overnight was the single nightlight. When that totem shone, my dreams were restful, and I experienced no oddness. When it was turned off, I would awake to a familiar, almost exasperated terror. It, over the years, became a sensation that was familiar to me as the sound of my own heart beating. And then there was last night. I say last night, but I have no idea how to judge the time here. I awoke once again in my parents' room, much to their annoyance. After all, I'm fourteen now. Well, was fourteen then. Once again, they couldn't find the doors or the windows, and all that could be heard was the shuffling of feet and grievances wrought upon me by invisible familiar voices. There was no change for time unknown. Dad became angrier and angrier, but then became quieter and quieter. Mother held onto my hand when shouting for Daddy when he began to vanish, but she became quieter and quieter, her touch on my hand lighter and lighter, until she too was just a memory drifting in the black winds. I don't know how long I've been here now, when I scratch my chin, it feels like Daddy's chin, all itchy and stubbly. Sometimes I sleep, sometimes I pace, feeling my way across the smooth blackness for hours on end, or days, or weeks. I don't know which it is anymore. I don't even think I get hungry. Though, well, I don't think I do. I don't think I...